Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. So, Jen, you moved. I How's did move. life in your new town? Yeah. Not I- new. I guess I guess it's old, but new to you for now, hometown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've moved back to the South Shore, so I'm just outside Liverpool now, and it's good. It's been about a week now, and it's good. It's weird to be back in your hometown after leaving, but uh, I'm really excited. I think the town has grown a lot since I moved away, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. What's new with you, Megan? Um, not much. We did not move, so there's <laughs> that. Uh, just in case anybody was wondering, they weren't. Um, not much. Like just really quiet weekend. We did get a new TV yesterday, so that Ooh. is a. Well, we're spending so much time at home, mm-hmm. so we figured why not sort of like upgrade stuff that we're using, and hopefully that changes in the near future, but not for now. Um, we finished up watching Breaking Bad. Peter had never seen it, but oh. I had, yes. So good. So good, but so stressful. Um, <laughs> and then I also was getting a little bit of like FOMO, so worried about other people already having booked weekends away, thinking that we're going to have to stay in Nova Scotia, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So we did um, uh, book some spots away on Airbnb for May. We already have a couple in July. So now we have four books and I feel like a little less anxious, I have to say. Yeah, we don't have anything booked. So <laughs> you're ahead of me, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm planning to spend some time in Cape Breton this summer, but uh other than that, I don't have any real plans, but uh, we're going to be doing a lot of home renovations. So right. you've got lots of stuff on the horizon right there in your own home. I do. <laughs> so today we're actually going to chat about uh, Canada's most populated city, which Ooh. is Toronto. 2.7 million people live in Toronto. And in normal times, 27.5 million people visit every year, which That's a whole is a lot of people. Insane. That is a lot of people. Um, before we dive in, let's just keep in mind, it is right now, April, 2021 pandemic, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it and we're tired of talking about it, but, um, visiting Toronto or anywhere right now outside of where you live is not recommended. So we're just like trying to help you out. You can keep this in your back pocket. And so in the future, you know, pull out this episode and, uh, and you can actually plan a trip. (laughs) Definitely. And we want to thank our listeners. So we had, we put out a call on social media, uh, people that had been to Toronto, live in Toronto, have Toronto favorites. And we heard from Jenny, Shannon, Joanna, Amanda, and Cher, all recommending some places that we are going to talk about in this episode. So Jen, have you been to Toronto? I have, but only one time. Uh, We went in summer of 2019 And we went actually for a Michael Buble concert. I've always wanted to see Michael Buble. I was waiting for him to come back to Halifax and he wasn't coming. So we were like, let's just go to Toronto. Uh, And we had a really, really great time. And I'm glad we did. But like three months after the concert, they announced a Michael Buble concert in Halifax, which was supposed to be in May of 2020, which of course got canceled. Oh. To March of 2021, which of course got canceled. (laughs) So... Thank God I went to see Michael Bublé in summer of 2019, and it was everything my dreams were made of. 
Oh, well, that's awesome. Plus, I mean, who could have known you still wouldn't have seen him if you had waited here? <laughs> I know. So Megan, I know you've been to Toronto. It's been many times, right? I have. It has been a while though. Peter and I were talking about it in terms of like pleasure visit. It has been since 2011. Mm -hmm. So 10 years or so we did go and see a Pearl Jam concert very Mm -hmm. shortly after we were married. But I have been there probably 10 plus times. It has been mostly for work. I worked for three larger companies and that's where their headquarters were. Um, So a few times for pleasure, we've explored a bit, but I'm really like super thankful to those listeners who did reach out because there are some great things to see that we haven't done. And it just showed me that we have a lot more of Toronto to explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, we were there for two days, so there's only so much you can like jam in in two days. So the first thing we want to talk about is what time of year do you visit Toronto? And like a lot of places in Canada, spring, summer, and fall are the best times to visit. Like winter, mm, Toronto doesn't get horrible, horrible winters. Um, But yes, there was that snow incident with the National Guard. So uh, there was that. There was that. Not very Canadian, but Anyway, uh, (laughs) so their windows aren't that bad. They're like zero to minus seven Celsius and eh, they're okay. If you're going for a hockey game, it's probably okay. But if you're going just to see the city of Toronto, we would not recommend. And it's not like they have ski hills or anything. No. Yeah. Winter activities. Not really. No. Weather in the June to September is usually pretty hot and humid. Spring is nice um, and it's usually nicer earlier in the year than it is in Nova Scotia because here it is uh, April and it is still absolutely freezing and horrible. Freaking <laughs> so, Nova Scotia. Ugh. Anyway, um, and fall. Fall is a great time to go. There's some nice fall foliage that you can see in Toronto. So in the Don Valley, the Glen Stewart Ravine and the Moore Park Ravine if you're going in the fall. So Megan, why don't you give us some tips on when of kind of what to do or what not to do when you're going to Toronto? Yeah, so we just came up with a couple of tips that we thought could be helpful. One is you can imagine if you were going to Toronto, it's going to be important to, of course, stay downtown. You, it, they have a great commuter system there, so you don't want you want to make sure you're actually staying uh, near the things you want to see. If you can fly into Toronto City Airport. You can uh, commute a lot less from there. So it's going to be a much shorter distance to downtown Toronto. No need to rent a car is definitely another tip. Again, great commuter rail, etc. Like we mentioned before, summers can be hot and humid. So if you really want to enjoy the downtown core, which of course can be sort of like the quote unquote concrete jungle, this can make it uncomfortable at times, depending on what you want to see and do, how much walking you'll be doing. So just kind of keep that in mind. Much like any city, there are likely areas you may not want to stay, no matter how big or small the city. Um, So again, much like we've talked about in lots of episodes, really do your research to understand where those areas are and choose your accommodations based on your comfort level and price range. It's also a great idea to have like a rough idea of what you do want to see and do before you go, as well as your accommodations so that it can be more central, like we mentioned. Um, You can use the subway system to easily get around. Mm -hmm. It's a huge advantage and it's pretty easy to use. I would be remiss to mention if I, sorry, if I didn't mention that Shannon, one of our listeners, did let us know that there's something called Up Express. So if you do fly into Pearson Airport, 
It is an airport rail link connecting the airport to Union Station in downtown Toronto. So it is really convenient to get from Pearson if you do fly into there, unlike Halifax, where it's pretty (laughs) much a $60 cab ride no matter where you want to go from the airport. Halifax really fails in that regard. But um, we actually, we did take the up um, Express when we went. So it stands for Union and Pearson. Fun fact. I think it took... I want to say like 30, 35 minutes. So it's not like it's express, but it's not fast necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a good option um, if you are flying into Pearson. And what do you think? Um, we should dive in to some of the most popular things you can do. What do we have up yeah. first, Jen? All right. Most popular things to do in Toronto CN Tower. I mean, is that not one of the absolute first things you think of when you think Toronto? So it is 1,815 feet tall, um, obviously a huge Toronto landmark, and it was completed in 1976. I was also completed in 1976. There you go. There it is. (laughs) Just Megan in the CN Tower. (laughs) That's all that matters that year. Um, It was built on former railway lands, hence its name. Mm. Yes, yes. And while you visit, don't miss the glass four and the edge walk, which I want no part of. Mm. Uh, No, no thank you. Um, And you can walk on and around the roof of the main observation pod. Like you Uh, couldn't pay me enough. No, I, no thank you. I just... I've watched people do it like on TV shows and I, I no, thank you. Um, I just don't want to. No. Uh, they have a revolving restaurant called the 360 restaurant, which, wow. What a, what a creative name. <laughs> um, and you can expect amazing views and good from what I understand, expensive dining options. I was in line for the CN tower. We went through security we got to the place where we bought tickets and we went, nope, too expensive. I don't want to spend money on that. And then we went and did the next thing that's on the list, which we'll talk about. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Megan? Have you done the CN Tower at all? Yeah, I've done it a couple of times just going with different people, mm-hmm. which is why I did. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things like the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. I'm not sad I did it, you know. You could, I can say that I did, but who who cares that I can say that? But, um, but no, I'm not sad I did it. It's a it's a yeah. huge Canadian landmark. Mm-hmm. I visited. I did my thing. So I, I'm I don't need to go again. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I I'm dead in the ground. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm good. Yeah. So the next thing up that we want to definitely talk about is a Blue Jays game. Jen, I understand you went to one. So talk to us, I guess, a little bit about obviously your experience, but did you even like baseball really that much before you went? Uh, No. I knew basically nothing about baseball. I knew somewhat of the rules from uh, elementary school gym class. Uh, My dad watches baseball, but I was never really interested. But uh, the day we were in Toronto, the day of the concert, we had kind of done the day before kind of most of the major things we wanted to do. And we were like, what are we going to do this morning or this afternoon? The concert was at like 7 p.m. So we kind of wandered around in the morning and then they were putting stuff outside for the Blue Jays game. We're like, oh, that could be fun. So we 
after we decided, no, nah, we're not doing the CN Tower, we walked to the um, ticket booth and just bought tickets to the Blue Jays game. And I had like the best time. Like it, the atmosphere is just really fun. And you don't even have to be like a huge baseball fan to go. And my husband, who knows a lot more about baseball than me, was kind of like explaining some of the rules. And anyway, we just had the best time. So what about you, Megan? Have you been to baseball? I have. Um, I'm, I've been a huge baseball fan probably since like the mid nineties. So I've seen the Jays play probably four or five times uh, in Toronto, mostly against the Yankees, mostly during the Derek Jeter years. Mm. I had a bit of a, an obsession, but I digress. <laughs> um, I really love the atmosphere. Like you mentioned the vibe of the place, live sports is so much better than on television. And I know that people watch baseball and they think they can think it's boring, et cetera, but there really is an electricity mm-hmm. um, that can't be matched by on TV or even some other in-person events. I know you've gone um, and saw football or soccer game yeah. over um, in Europe, same idea. Yeah. For us, I've booked, I've booked tickets both online in advance, bought at the window, and also from scalpers. Mm-hmm. And I have had good experiences all the way around. Of course, beware that that might not always be the case, especially obviously with scalpers. And you really should buy, of course, from a reputable vendor if you want 100% certainty. Um, but I have loved it every single time I've visited the Rogers Center to see a game. Yeah, it's, uh, it is just really fun. And I would definitely recommend going. And I, we're not really going to talk about the rest of the professional sports that are in Toronto. But I feel like the same goes for a hockey game, um, like lacrosse, any of that stuff like live sports is just so much better and I really feel like you can't go wrong buying tickets to like any sporting event you're gonna have a good time yeah and speaking of hockey so I know this is very un-Canadian but I'm I'm really not a hockey fan (laughs) um uh do you watch hockey at all I do I I mean I don't I do but I don't I grew up in a hockey family you know my brother played hockey I grew up going to the rink every weekend I enjoy hockey I don't personally watch hockey like on TV most of the time I usually do during like the Olympics and sometimes the Stanley Cup final and I've been to a couple of NHL games and I haven't been to Toronto game but also fun Um, but I did go to the Hockey Hall of Fame which is in Toronto on our trip and we honestly weren't sure if we were going to go but we were there and it was so hot outside I was like I need (laughs) to be in air conditioning and we were like we need something to do for a couple of hours that is not outside so we (laughs) went to the hockey hall of fame and it it's really fun like it's a really great way to spend a couple of hours and you learn a lot about um hockey history and canadian history and there's some like interactive elements that probably aren't there right now with covid or they're probably not open but no there are some really fun things to do. And you, some of the time you get to see the Stanley cup and take a picture with it. And, uh, it's fun. It's a fun place. Yeah, no, we went to, and it was, it's been a while now. It's, it was 2007 that we went. Um, and Peter is a hockey fan. He's a Chicago Blackhawks fan, but I didn't grow up around hockey and it's just not an interest, but I still had a good time. Like I still enjoyed myself. The cup was there. So we did get to take a picture with the cup. And I, I actually thought that was really cool. Cause that is true Canadiana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was really neat. Uh, of course it is closed right now, but if, when it does reopen, 
and it will. <laughs> uh, the cost is $20 at this point for general admission and youth is actually $14 per person. So it's not even an incredibly expensive no. way to spend some time and it'll take up a couple of hours. So it's something that I would recommend, even if you only have one hockey lover in the fan, I think everybody will enjoy it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Next up, we have Toronto Islands. Now, <laughs> I did research on this <laughs> and I saw different names to different islands. And then there was just one ferry going across from sort of the mainland over. And I was like, I don't really know about all this. So maybe a listener can chime in. I really don't know. But Toronto Islands. So it obviously is where the airport is. So the Billy Bishop Airport, you can fly in there. But there also is a ferry that goes from the mainland over to Toronto Islands where you can actually go to a big, beautiful park and enjoy a day of beaches. I actually attended a concert there uh, back in 2007, which is the reason that we were there. And it was honestly one of those concerts where there's many different acts. And those are usually a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but they, it was so well organized. It was honestly one of the best events I've ever been to. You can buy tickets to the ferry in advance and they're about $10 per person or a little bit under that. It's a great way to sort of get outside the city and it is a very popular activity. So just keep that in mind if you do intend to go when you visit Toronto that probably a lot of other people will be doing mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, we thought about going and we just didn't. I mean, we had two days in the city, so there's only so much you can do. Um, but we definitely thought about going and I don't know, it looked like an interesting way to kind of like experience Toronto that's not like city city. Yeah, definitely. So what's next? All right. Let's chat about Graffiti Alley because I feel like no one talks about this, but it's actually really fun. So the day we were leaving, we actually grabbed a coffee and just start wandering through Graffiti Alley, which if you've ever watched the Rick Mercer report, that's where he would record Rick's rants. So you'd see all this really fun graffiti in the background behind him. And the art is just incredibly well done. And I imagine that it's kind of always changing a bit and people are always adding to it. Um, and then there's little like side alleys and it's a little confusing, but like if you Google graffiti alley, but it will take you there. You can't drive down the alley, which I don't think you should be renting a car in Toronto anyway, but <laughs> we were walking to get the train. And so we, uh, yeah, we just kind of took that little detour and it was just kind of a fun little thing. It was quiet. It was a morning with coffee and cool. I've seen the rants, of course, in the alleyway and whatnot, but I didn't know it was an actual thing, like something mm-hmm. you should go and see. So that's really cool. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What's next? Next is Old Town Hall and Nathan Phillips Square. So Nathan Phillips Square, you can get your photo taken by the Toronto sign, which like you kind of like have to do. You got to do it for the gram, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And if you happen to go in the winter, the water, there's a like a fountain, uh, like big long fountain that freezes over. Um, and then you can actually go skating on it in the winter, which in the summer, it's just a cool water feature. And then the old town hall is like right next door. It's a beautiful building. You can't go in, but, um, cause it's still used as a courthouse. <laughs> so it's right. just kind of a cool spot to kind of see old Toronto, new Toronto all in one. Cool. I think I must've walked by there when you said, uh, the old, uh, town hall being there. I think I do remember that. Cause when I was Reading about this, I was like, I don't think I've seen that, but that actually rings a bell. So that Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right in downtown Toronto. So if you're walking around, you're probably going to walk by it just by accident anyway. You's going to see it. You is going to see it. 
next up shopping um so obviously this is right on the subway line you can definitely easily get to the eaton center if you're not staying near it it is definitely classic toronto Mm. so lots of shopping in restaurants um and it's a great way to sort of get out of the elements if you need something to do whether it's too hot too cold rainy whatever the case might be it's a great place to go in and it's huge so get away and spend a little bit of time inside eaton center is a great place to do it Mm -hmm. yeah we used it a lot i think it's called the path network and i don't remember what those letters stand for but they do stand for something um pedestrian something something so you can that's what i was gonna say (laughs) something 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 i don't know what it is But you can get like, it's so big that you can get like from one side of Toronto to the other almost without even going outside, which was great when it was like plus 30 degrees and I was dying of the heat. Us little Nova Scotians aren't used to that, that type of humidity. Yikes. Yeah. It was, it was a bit much. (laughs) I can imagine. All right. What do we got next? All right. Let's chat about the next one. So we want to talk to you about the Toronto Zoo and the Ripley's Believe It or Not Aquarium. We weren't, (laughs) Meg and I had a long text conversation (laughs) about whether or not we were going to include these, Um, but they were brought up by a lot of people who were recommending what to do in Toronto. So they're big attractions in Toronto. So we thought we should bring them up Um, and we'll probably be doing a future episode on ethical travel because it's important. Uh, we don't feel like you should be using your money towards supporting these types of experiences. The animals are not usually treated well, and it's just a really icky situation that I am personally trying to get away from supporting not just Toronto zoos and aquariums, but everywhere. So yeah, if you know better, you can do better. And I would just do your research into how these places treat the animals and use your money towards something else. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, some places are sanctuaries and we're mm-hmm. certainly not saying everywhere no. is bad. Yeah. And most of us have actually done them in our lifetime. So um, we can't even say that we're passing judgment because no. we both not at all. Um, no. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the episode in the future. But it really is just something to at least start thinking about, about how and why are we you know, paying to see animals in cages. So it's just something to keep in mind, I would say. And if you haven't thought about it before, maybe, maybe do some research and, and give it some thought about supporting like we said, other things, outdoor activities, whatever the case may be, beautiful parks, just something else. Just something else. Yeah, we think so. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's move on off my soap ball. <laughs> Let's move on to the Royal Ontario Museum. Uh, thank you, listener Amanda, because I have not been here, but it is one of the largest museums in North America. I haven't been either. The largest in Canada and oh, the most visited museum in Canada. Um, thanks, Amanda. Apparently, Megan and I need to go to Toronto. And not very cultured. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> so this museum boasts exhibits from art and culture, natural history, dinosaurs, and so much more. Uh, hopefully it'll be open at some point in 2021 and right now for adults it is $23 and $14 for youth and they do have a membership program if you live close and want to go more often 
yeah, we, uh, we need to write that down for the next. I know there's dinosaurs. I know exactly. And I mean, I'm not like a huge, like art only museum kind of place. Like I am definitely not cultured in that regard, but I think a great mixture, I, I was on the website and there was fashion exhibits and fabric and cloth and dinosaurs and just like a, a variety of things, which I really think could hold my interest. And I think obviously it's got to be a, a great museum. It's literally the largest in Canada, which I, my mind was blown. So <laughs> I guess we got to do it. Yeah. All right. What's our last must stop spot in Toronto? It is Casa Loma. So also listener Amanda, thank you. It was built in 1914 by a rich financier. The fact that it's Midtown, also don't know how I've missed it. It's like I've never been there. And it's now owned actually by the city of Toronto. So it is actually a beautiful castle with lovely grounds. And as you can imagine, for the gram and and many other reasons, it is used for lots of private functions. You can also visit, of course, as a tourist. And it has been the backdrop for many TV shows and movies. In normal years, they get over 650,000 visitors, which is a crazy amount of people. Mm -hmm. It's got unique architecture, which is, of course, desirable for the entertainment industry. I'm assuming why it's used in so many different things. Mm -hmm. And it was named the best venue in North America by BizBash in 2016. And get this, it is the only truly authentic castle in North America. Who knew? What? I know, I know. So I've never visited, but that and Graffiti Alley and the Royal Ontario Museum are now on my list. <laughs> well, you got half a trip planned right there. Right? Uh, yeah, I also haven't done Casa Loma. It was on our list um, on our last and first trip to Toronto, but we just couldn't shove all of the things into two days. So it got skipped, but I definitely would like to go. Well, you have much more of an excuse than me <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You're only there for two days and cumulatively, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, cumulatively, I've probably been there for like a month in total in my life, (laughs) (laughs) yet I have not done these things. I'm so ashamed. I'm sorry, Toronto. All right. Our next section, which uh, Megan and I love talking about food, Mm -hmm. Um, so we want to thank Shannon for recommending all of these fantastic restaurants because I love talking about food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one she wants to mention is the keg restaurant on uh, York street. So it's a courtyard and has the best patio and we love a patio. Love that. I love a courtyard with like glittering little courtyardy lights mm. and a patio. Yes. That does sound magical. I know. Uh, she also recommends pizza Nova. So they have a couple of locations. There's one on queen street East and the Esplanade. No, Esplanade. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Love pizza. I know. All right. Joanna, this is the next one. Uh, Pie Northern Thai Kitchen, which is on Duncan Street. We love Thai food. I will definitely be eating there next time I go. Fresh, which is a vegan restaurant. And also Whatabagel, which – is really fun to say. Uh, also located on Spadina. Oh, Spadina. There you go. Mm-hmm. I uh, I, have, I don't think I've done what a bagel. We've done we've, in New York. We usually get bagels. So there's a pick a bagel and s a bagel. I think 
<laughs> All kinds of fun bagel names. <laughs> Love bagels. Love bagels. Oh, and she also recommended the 360 restaurant at the CN Tower. If you She's want so a fancy, fancy meal. Yes. <laughs> She's so fancy. So thanks again to Shannon and Joanna, all the way from Bermuda, one of our listeners. Oh, wow. I know. She Shadow knows Bermuda. more about Toronto than we do because we didn't recommend any restaurants. <laughs> we just find wherever to eat there, apparently, that we can. So thanks, I, people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we eat at Subway and uh, <laughs> I don't know where else. What a bagel sounds so much more fun. We were on a very strict budget when we went to Toronto. <laughs> Listen, we we did Subway. We were good. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the fun facts about Toronto. Megan, what is our first fun fact? Our first fun fact is that it is not the capital of Canada. First and foremost, I just wanted to straighten this out for anyone who was confused. It Next is confusing. Up. It I is, know. It is the capital of Ontario, the province mm-hmm. of Ontario. But the capital of Canada is Ottawa. It is indeed. Which is a much, 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 much smaller city. It is indeed. (laughs) Um, It is the only city in Canada with seven major league sports teams. I know. I couldn't count. I couldn't tell you what all of them were, but that's kind of cool. Hockey, soccer, baseball, Baseball, basketball. basketball. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Yep. That's five. Um, I don't know. Rugby, maybe. May I mean maybe? <laughs> oh, uh football. Football. Well, that was it. Yay. If rugby counts. <laughs> if rugby is one, that makes seven, I guess. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to fact check after this episode. <laughs> usually usually we're usually professional podcasters fact check before, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we never claim to be professional. <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> that, that's why we can get away with this, 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 this stuff. Um, the next fun fact is Toronto has over 10 million trees. That is fun. I mean, I don't know where they are. <laughs> They're on the islands. <laughs> <laughs> However many islands there are, that's where the trees that's are. That's where the trees are. Um, and because there are so many trees, this makes sense. It's the fifth largest city in North America. That actually blows my mind. Like, I know. It's I know. Right, right, right there. It's not that far away. Um, one Over 180 different languages and dialects are spoken in Toronto. It is definitely a melting pot. That's amazing. Um, Young Street is the longest street in the world at 1896 kilometers also mind-boggling that is mind-boggling that is that who knew toronto who knew i guess Uh, torontonians might have torontonians um toronto has the second largest public transit system in north america which makes sense i mean i wonder what the first largest is do you think it's new york i would say yeah that sounds right um and there are over 35,000 hotel rooms in Toronto. I mean. Mostly empty right now, but there well, they are. <laughs> they're there. They're waiting. <laughs> they're just waiting for us to come visit the Royal Ontario Museum. 
And then our last fun fact, approximately half of Toronto's population was born outside of Canada. That is also amazing. That is amazing. I mean, that that kind of checks out with the over 180 different languages yeah. and dialects. All right. That's it. That's all she wrote. Toronto. Check mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's, that's not everything. To do and see in Toronto, obviously, we barely scratched the surface, but we definitely want to thank our listeners who helped us put this episode together, and we thank you for taking the time to listen to us ramble on about Toronto and other things. (laughs) (laughs) It's a melting pot here today in terms of what we're doing. Um, we would appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you feel so inclined and share this episode with a Toronto loving pal or a travel loving pal. If they love Toronto, they probably know more than us, but hey, maybe I they think can any help us does at this point. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.